and gentlemen, your main event for the BKFC World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, man. Taking on the number one challenger, Joe Riggs. Damn, he got him good. You see all the juices in Joe Riggs? Oh, man. Triple C, what would you do if someone shoved a half-eaten tomato in your face during face-offs? Oh, man, I'd probably kick him in the balls. That's what I would probably do. But, man, I would never get close to somebody eating like that. I would literally, if I was Joe Riggs, I'd probably stand about at least two feet from him because oh, it wasn't just, it wasn't even an apple, man. It was a tomato. Tomato. And on top of the tomato, man, like, you know what I mean? Like, you got your saliva on that thing. Oh. So many juices. Those things are messy. It's not like an apple, man. That stuff's soft and goes right in your face. But unfortunately for Riggs, he didn't get the job done. Hunt remains in still, man. You get the embarrassment of the tomato and you don't get your hand raised. Sucks, man. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the contrary, uh, my boy MC Dome actually came out to, uh, you know, he actually uh, walked out the champ. And it was super cool, man. So I still haven't seen the fight, Shmo, to be quite honest with you. But uh, I just saw the highlights. But I'm going to go back and I really want to see my boy's performance. So Listen, shout out was... to MC Dome. Shout out to MC Dome. Great with the game. We love getting figgy with it. And by the way, Triple C, there were so much great fights going on yesterday. There's a lot you could have missed. The Schmo ended up hanging out with Floyd Mayweather again. Doing the second stint of the charity basketball game. We went from... Floyd Money Mayweather's charity basketball game straight to MGM to catch Shakur Stevenson, Oscar Valdez. A lot going on there. You got Jose Aldo talking smack to you on Twitter, man. Let's start with that, too. What you make of that? Jose Aldo's getting back in things with you. Yeah, Jose Baldo, of course, man. All these guys know that the king is returning, man. But Jose Baldo, I mean, he has to do what he has to do, obviously. He's got to get that limelight to... But let's keep it in mind, man. He had a title shot about a year and a half ago, and he got and he got destroyed. I mean, he literally got his face punched in. So yeah, he might be right on some of the stuff that he was saying, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you you had your shot. You had a year and a half to do it, and a year and a half ago, and you got your face punched in. So I don't know where there's room for him to talk. But either way, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind you know Triple C versus uh, Jose Baldo. Who knows, man? Maybe he could be my tune-up. Well, he brings up the point that this guy's been out of USADA. He's talking smack earlier in the week. The Schmo talked to Dominic Cruz. He said something similar. Why are we talking about guys who have removed themselves from the hat out of the USADA pool? Triple C, man. It sounds like they're having a field day on you and this whole USADA thing. Well, like I said, man, they're going to they're gonna try to do whatever it takes, man, to get the king off of his, uh, off of his throne. So, I mean, whatever. You know what I see, man? I see a bunch of scared little girls. That's what I see. Well, Aljamain Sterling, he's the champion of this loaded bantamweight division. Should Aljamain Sterling defend his title before you return, or does that even matter to you? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I really don't. I mean, there's there's so many options for me right now, Schmo. There's the 45, the 35. My whole thing is I'm doing. I'm getting prepared. I'm training every single day. I'm, I'm physically. I'm, I'm starting off with my body, getting this bod dad uh, under control because it kind of got out of control, Schmo. But other than that, man, I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm happy. Um, there's a lot of good things going on for Triple C. So whoever the hell has the belt by the time the king returns, by the time them, them six months are up, man, someone's about to get it. 
Well, those six months are going to be up in October. It was announced recently that John Jones and Stipe Miocic, we thought that it would potentially be this summer in July International Fight Week, but John Jones took to social media saying that he doesn't believe this thing's going to happen until September. Stipe wants to wait a little bit into the fall. John Jones, Stipe until September. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I just think, I think Stipe had his chance to, he hasn't fought for well over a year. I mean, what have you been doing this whole damn time? You know what I mean? To have, to want more time. My question is, does he really want to fight? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's been such a long time. At least I removed my, I removed my ass out of USADA pool. But ever since I removed my ass from out of USADA pool, Algerman Sterling's only fought twice. <laughs> you know? Stipe's probably only fought twice. Like, it's, uh... Man, I'm not even lying, dude. It's a trip to see how I can remove myself for two years. And there's guys that have fought only two times, including Algelaine. Algelaine's I fought it at least three times because there's the two Jan fights and the Corey Sandhagen fight. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah. But still, three fights in comparison to three years. Like when I was competing, Schmo, that would have been six fights for me. So. To me, it's the same shit, man. Whether I took, whether I fought three three fights or, you know, coming back after a two year layoff, like I, I, I'll feel good regardless. Well, your return October. Let's say it's John Jones in September. That's really, really close to each other. Can you envision you guys getting ready together? Obviously, it wouldn't be the same fight card, same month, but the training regiments, the training camps, could overlap quite a bit there, Triple C. Yeah, they could, but um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's something that we got to talk to the team about. You know, I I thought if Jones if Jones was to fight in 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 July like we had planned, I think things would have got so much easier for us to really kind of calculate what is it that Jones or is it how is it that I could help him and 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 what what we've been doing. But uh, it's unfortunate, man. I think uh, I think John needs uh, John needs to fight ASAP now. But it's also good though too because it's it's also like flowing the juices for John and making him prepare a lot a, a lot better. And he he's a he's a hard worker, man. He's he's not just a guy that's based on ability. The dude is a very very hard worker. All right, now that was a lot of conversation before we even did the introduction. Welcome back to the Triple C and Schmo Show. I'm the Schmo. My co-host has an Olympic gold medal. The champ champ. Back in the USADA pool, Triple C, Henry Cejudo, Humble Henry. Humble Henry, baby. What's up? So let's get this bar rolling, because time is money and money is time. What you got? What we got? We'll start with the gold medal moment. Not that we haven't started already. It was an absolute bonkers Saturday in combat sports. We're going to start with boxing, huh? Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor. It was one for the ages. Madison Square Garden went the distance. Who'd you have winning? I tell you what, man, that was so good for women's boxing, man. I think both of these girls put it on the line. Madison Square Garden, I mean, it was a back of it was a back and forth war. I thought that, you know, the person that got more of like the power punch was actually Amanda. But as the fight kind of prolonged, I saw more of, you know, Taylor 
you know, pretty much still in the rounds towards the end. Good old technical boxing. We understood why she is the Olympic champ and the multiple-time world champ, and she was able to pull off. I mean, this was a split decision, Schmo, a split decision. But you know who really won this fight? is women's combat sports because we need fights like that. So kudos kudos to Amanda Serrano, Katie, uh, Katie Taylor. You guys did an amazing job. And uh, I can't wait to see part two. They're already asking for it at Madison Square Garden. I mean, I'm sure you were off your damn bonkers, Schmo. Absolutely. Part two, it's already set up. It's going to be over there in the UK. It definitely lived up to the hype. You had Eddie Hearn, the promoter. You had Jake Paul, the promoter. It was a circus show. And that women's boxing certainly won. I believe Amanda Serrano, she landed more of the shots. But Katie Taylor, more accurate. Seemed like they were more the significant shots. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things. They can't leave it up to the judges. The Schmo wouldn't have been upset if it went Amanda Serrano's way. We understand why the judges gave it to Katie Taylor. But ultimately, the fans win because we're going to see a part two. These women are going to make money. They're schmillionaires. And that's what you want to see for the sport. What do you make of these lightning quick two-minute rounds, though, for boxing, Triple C? I actually like them. I actually like them, Schmo. Uh, I, I think the only thing that I would change is maybe instead of a minute break, give them a 30-second break. I think I think that way you can kind of, you know, you can it, – it, it's quicker. You know what I'm saying? I think the fights I, – I personally like the two-minute. The two-minute, like even, even for bare-knuckle fighting, like those two-minute two rounds are, are like perfect because it's all about action-packed. But I do think the only thing that I would change is maybe just do the 30 seconds instead of the minute break. But other than that, Schmo, I mean, the fight was amazing. Just talk about boxing. I mean, let's get into the Shakur Stevenson, Oscar Valdez fight too. I mean, that fight was that that it just shows, man, the 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 level of boxing that Shakur Stevenson brings, the potential, the future, what people are saying, the future pump. Pound for pound king. There's a lot of things he dominated that fight with Oscar Valdez. Oscar Valdez probably only maybe one or round or two. He didn't really, and since I saw the countdown, Schmo, I didn't necessarily see Oscar Valdez like really concrete on his game plan. So going into that fight, I kind of knew it was going to be a one sided fight, but I didn't know he was, he just didn't do anything. He didn't pull anything out of the hat. He absolutely didn't do nothing. But what I do see with Shakur Stevenson in the future. There is 135 pounds. It's a loaded division. These guys got to fight each other. You got, you got, you got the Pitbull and Isaac. You got, uh, you got Tank Davis. You got David Haney. You got George Cambosis. You got Ryan Garcia. You got Shakur Stevenson. I don't. I, he struggled to make 130. I don't know if you saw. He had to strip down to, uh, to. He had to. He had to let go of his tidy whities to literally make weight. So I think he's. I think his next move is to go up to 135 pounds and challenge one of those other guys, man. You know, talk is cheap. All you got, all you 135 pound boxers, man. You guys gotta fight each other. Because if you guys don't fight each other, man, it's it's a waste of talent. You guys gonna get all old, and nobody's gonna want to see you guys fight no more. A lot to unpack there because the schmo covered this Valdez Stevenson fight. We were there in the flesh. We saw Shakur Stevenson put it on the clinic. He's got the big brother Terrence Bud Crawford right there. You saw Eddie Reynoso in the corner of Valdez. You had Canelo Alvarez ringside. So he beat that whole Canelo team right there. And that's what Shakur said he was going to do. He delivered. By the way, though, to the weight cut, to your point, it wasn't as difficult as you thought. Yes, he had to strip down, but he knew it right away. It wasn't like he was holding on to anything or whatnot. He stripped down. He was able to make 130 pounds pretty damn easily. He didn't break a sweat. It wasn't as bad as the cameras made it seem to be. 
and it didn't seem like an issue. And it seems like in the future for him to go up to 135, yes, it's there. So many great fights to make. But he wants to cement the legacy. He wants to defend. He wants to capture everything right there in the 130-pound weight division first. He's the Olympic silver medalist, Shakur Stevenson. I mean, look. T-Bud Crawford, he's right up there in the number one, two, or three pound-for-pound list. Shakur Stevenson, I think he's now budding right there in the top ten boxing pound-for-pound list himself. And uh, I don't necessarily believe you just got to rush the guy to 135. I think he's young enough where he can do some more good things, maybe two or three more good fights at 130 before he moves up to 135. Yeah, but who's at 130 that's well-recognized, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's tall, man. He's I think he's 5'8". I mean, he's pretty big for that weight. You know what I'm saying? What, Mayweather's, what, 5'8", too, I believe. What I'm saying is the, the, the kid could develop. He's, I, I've, I've, I've been there before. We've done hot boxing with him on, uh, with, with Tyson. He's a, he's a pretty big kid, man. He's got a little baby face, but he's pretty tall and he's pretty filled in. So I, I can see him eventually being uh, a, future, a future welterweight, honestly. Like he's big, man. He's 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 a big boy. He's a hey, he's, he's tall. But someone the schmo knows you respect well. So is the schmo Manny Pacman Pacquiao. Someone who early in his career started low and then increased the weight divisions, went up in weight. Shakur Stevenson could do the same thing. But I just don't think the struggle's been there yet at 130. And there's a little bit more he can do to really cement himself in that division. And uh, once he does that, then go up to 135 and then eventually go up and make your way up to welterweight at 147. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Man, it was a really good, uh, it was a really good event for boxing, man. And I've noticed you're wearing, uh, were you hanging out with the Ali's, man? What is, what's up with Nico Ali Walsh, man? What's well, up? going to bring Tell it us, up man. there. He's 5-0, and oh, man. He's just finishing up his last semester. He's a full-time student. Grandson of Muhammad Ali, the Schmoes developed a great relationship with him. Him and his brother Biagio, who trains over at Extreme Couture in the MMA side, they've been on the Schmo Zone podcast. But yeah, after the victory, the Schmo was smoking cigars with the Ali family. And shout out to actor Nick Totoro. He brought the Schmo out there, man. The Longest Yard, all the movies. Great guy. Big friend uh, with Paulie Malinaji too. But he brought the schmo out there and uh, got to enjoy it. Saw Muhammad Ali's daughter, the whole family. And uh, it was a great time, great celebration. I thought no his way, knockout. You, no way. Did you see Layla? Layla was there? I, I The schmo got there at like 2 a.m. I, I didn't see Layla, but I believe she was there. I didn't see her, though. She could have left early, but Layla's been around, yes. I've, okay, seen, I've seen Layla around, yeah. That's what's up, Schmo. Damn, that's that's so cool, man. That's so legendary. It's, it's, the Schmo's life was like a movie. Let me tell you, we went from playing basketball, Floyd Money Mayweather, right to the fights, and uh, man, it was it, what a crazy weekend too for the Schmo, man. The interviews, <laughs> interviewing Marshall Falk on the golf course, Gary Sheffield, Vince Young, some some college football, professional football, Major League Baseball legends, legends. It was a good time. For the schmo, but uh, yeah. So his knockout, by the way, there's a lot of great stuff. But his first round knockout, that was the schmo's top schmoman. We we're gonna get to that later on the show. But you brought it up. But uh, I did want to circle back in this whole boxing little gold medal moment to the Jake Paul thing, though, because Jake Paul, the promoter, Jake Paul, Eddie Hearn, the schmo loved the back and forth. The schmo loved how candid and honest Eddie Hearn was to his face to Jake Paul, saying, "You're never gonna be a world champion. You're never gonna be in this elite." 
level. You won't be anyone on my roster that's had 10 fights. Jake Paul calling him out to that. What do you make of Jake Paul as the promoter and the back and forth he's had with Eddie Hearn? Man, I think it's great, man. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say something right now, Shmo. I used to be the biggest Jake Paul hater, but that, that dude, he's, I, I get what he's doing now. I really do. I actually like to do now. I really do, man. I think him, you know, bringing up, you know, kind of fighting for the fighters and then, uh, you know, him promoting women's fighting, like what he did, or even, you know, even be like, hey, man, let's, let's, you know, selling the fight. So I, I actually respect it. I see what Jake Paul is doing. I think it's good, man. I think he's, I think he's doing so much more for boxing recently than anybody else has in the last fucking five years. You know what I'm saying? Like he's really promoting the sport. I mean, he's able to, uh, you know, get these two girls to fight and headline him and Eddie Hearn, whether they disagree or whether they agree to disagree. I thought it was cool, but I will say something about Jake Paul. You know, because Eddie Hearn does have a lot to say. Eddie Hearn's never fought. He's never laced up the gloves to be able to give somebody the opportunity to, uh, you know, for even though even though he's right, Schmo, he's never laced up the gloves, and that kind of bothers me a little bit. Because I think he should. I think if he has a lot to say like that, okay, well then fight. Well, why don't you? Well, if Jake Paul is not that good, why don't you lace up the gloves? Since you've been in the game for such a long time, you know the best of the best. Why don't you lace up the gloves and why don't you fight Jake Paul? And I think that that fight itself would be a, a mega banger. Well, I mean, to Eddie Hearn's defense, he's promoted the best of the best, the Anthony Joshua's, the Canelo Alvarez's. He's right there in the thick of things. And obviously his father, legendary promoter himself, he's been in the sport. He's seen it. And I know he's boxed, not professionally, but he, I know he understands the game. But what I will say is someone who does know the game, Zab Judah, former unified welterweight champion, the Schmo interviewed him at that celebrity golf tournament on Friday. And he indeed believes that Jake Paul will one day be a world championship boxer. And Jake Paul saw that with the schmo. I know he liked it. He reposted it and everything like that. And to your point, to your point right then and there is the schmo respects anyone who brings more attention, more eyeballs to combat sports. He's you got to respect the fact he's brought in this whole new audience right then and there. And Look, even Conor McGregor is tweeting about him last night and talking about the outfit, the goofiness. He embraces the booze. <laughs> he embraces being the bad guy. And at the end yeah. of the day, it's all talk. It's all smoke. Yeah. All it's doing is bringing more attention to what happened with Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, to female boxing, to the overall sport, to combat sports. It's only going to elevate it. You got all the networks talking about it. And that's what you want to do. I mean, the schmo literally is a gimmick so people can recognize it and talk about yeah. it and stand out. Yeah. How can we not respect what Jake Paul's yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. Man, like I said, man, I completely jumped ship. I really did, man, because he's doing he's doing such a good job. And just for the simple fact that he said, you know, I'm gonna bet I'm, I'm gonna bet Eddie Hearn a million, and if I and if Amanda wins, like I'm gonna give her the million. I don't know, man. When he said that, I'm just like, man, dude, it, it, it just it just shows his heart. So I'm I'm gonna say it right now, Schmo. You know, I think me as as with the IQ that I have for mixed martial arts, if Jake Paul ever wants to come out to uh, to fight ready to come and train with me, like I would take care of him, dude. I think uh, I, I think he has a better chance in mixed martial arts to become a world champion in mixed martial arts than he does in boxing. And I tell you this as a wrestler because I had the same goals and the aspirations to become a world champion in boxing at one point. 
But man, it's those guys that have been fighting for since they were five, six years old. It's a different speed, man. It's a different finesse. But Jake Paul, if you want to come out and train with Triple C, gimmick aside, persona aside, man, I would be more than willing to help you and really prepare, man. Really show you the skills and the traits on how is it you become the best in the world, man. I'm training guys like John Jones, Wade Lee, Davis Figueredo. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, Chris Cyborg. I would, I would literally would love to spend time with you and literally show you the game, dude. Not, not making you a part of this, uh, a part of you, making you a part of a big team, but literally like building a team around you, man. So, kudos to you, man. You're representing the sport of boxing. You're doing such a great job, man. And I can respect a man like that. And uh, that's it, man. You, uh, you, you've made humble Henry come out. And uh, I gotta give credit where credit is due. And right now, Jake Paul, you are killing the game. And uh, you are welcome to fight ready to train with Triple C anytime. He makes humble Henry come out. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, sounds like the Schmo's got to make an introduction between you and BJ Flores, his boxing coach, who also lives in Arizona. We could set that up, Triple C. Oh, no way. Yeah. Well, let's do it, man. Let's do it. I think that I think if he I, I think I'm telling you, man, I think the protocol for Jake Paul would be for him to fight. I can show him takedown defense. I don't got you don't gotta you don't he he his hands right now could do some damage in, in the UFC against the top contenders. What you do is I just sharpen up his other skills. Takedown defense, clinch work, things like that. But I, I, you have to do it smaller in a way where it's super fun for him and he's learning where he's not. He, what, what Jake Paul doesn't want to do, he doesn't want to He doesn't want to do the jackhammer every single day and work hard. You're going to burn out, man. I have a system, and you know this, Schmo, where I'm going to be able to make it form for him, where he's going to be able to learn. He's going to be able to come. Like every single day, he's going to be happy to come into training. And uh, like I said, man, Jake Paul, BJ Flores, you guys cut this, cut this clip, give it to him. I would, I, I would love to help Jake Paul and, uh, and and make this shit work for him because I've been there before. I'm a two sport world champion. Now, if Jake Paul tells me to f off, then then it's all good. <laughs> but th this this is just this is just coming from my heart, man. There it is, folks. Now let's move on to the silver medal moment. UFC Fight Night. It was a banger in. The bantamweight division. Cheeto Vera, he defeats Rob Font, five rounds. Triple C, what do you make of Marlon Cheeto Vera? He's good, man. He's uh, he's dangerous with the capital P. He is, uh, he's good. He's good. Cheeto is, uh, he's going to be the next top contender. He's probably about, he's probably a couple fights away from, from maybe even fighting for the title if he ends up winning. You know? Maybe one big so victory away from fighting for the title. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. There, there's still a couple holes that I see, but who knows, man? I'm, he might be next on my, <laughs> he might be on my hit list, dude. So, but he is dangerous. His length, he's tall. Um, his kicks, his front kicks, um, his distance, his heart, his grit. He has all that, man. So I think shout out to Cheeto Vera. He's a real deal. But I think I know he also knows that Triple C is a real deal, too. And uh, who knows? Who knows if we match up in the future? Well, listen to this. Rob Font landing 271 significant strikes. Third most in UFC history ever in a loss. That's crazy. It shows you the durability of Cheeto. Cheeto's got those long legs. And he's getting the victory done, man. And um, listen. He said for you to call him, right, when you posted that on Twitter, and you already know that. How great is this Bantamweight division? It's the most loaded in the UFC. 
Yeah, I don't know what he means. I don't know. I don't have his number. Dude. I don't know. I don't know if he might maybe call me out or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll try to figure that shit out. I don't know, Shmo. <laughs> Here's my number. Call me, maybe. That's what the show's maybe thinking. He, maybe if he sends it to me, maybe I might call him. But if he wants me to call him out, man, like I know Triple C wants to fight for the title, man. I, I ain't fighting nobody. I want that gold, and that's it. That's all there is to it. So who do you think's next for Cheeto, though? Sandhagen? Aldo? Jan? Dillashaw? Honestly, if I was Cheeto Vera, I would fight Dominic Cruz. I would literally go up against Dominic Snoop. He's called him out I, before. That's what I'm saying. And I think he's higher ranked than Dominic, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dominic, Dominic, Dominic doesn't want to fight nobody, man. I don't know what the hell his problem is. You know, he just wants to, he, he kind of handpicks his opponents. Fight Cheeto Vera, dude. He, he's ahead of you. You talk about, I want to fight guys that are ahead of me. Fight him. It's good for Cheeto. Cheeto beats him. He fights a, a couple more guys and he's, he's, in the, he's, he's in the title picture. It changes a lot of things with the Bantamweight division because I came back and then obviously uh, TJ Dillashaw. So right now there's like a competition of who's going to get it, Al Jalame Sterling. Well, a little bit to unpack there. First off, the Schmo got it wrong. I believe until they come out with the rankings Tuesday that Dominic Cruz is seven, Cheeto's eight. So what, they're right next to each other. And actually the Schmo earlier in the week, last week I guess it would be now, Went to San Diego, and we spoke to Dominic Cruz, man. He's still talking about how he would welcome you back. And he talked about how guys in USADA, though, need to wait their turn in line. And he was talking about how he wanted to type top the fight, guys. He talked about wanting to fight Aldo. He talked about wanting to fight Dillashaw. He wanted to fight Sterling. He t said he wants a top five guy. He's just not going to be the guy to say, I deserve this, deserve that. But the schmo knows from what Dominic said, he does want a top five guy in his next fight. But Cheeto could make a lot of sense. It could. It could. He won't fight Cheeto. Dominic, he'll probably he'll probably want to fight Jose Baldo, but I don't think Aldo would want to fight him. I think Aldo has to beat, you know, higher competition than, than Dominic to get to the next title shot. Because beating Dominic doesn't help him to get the title shot. Um, that being said, man, Dominic Cruz had his chance against Triple C, and he could he didn't last fucking two rounds with me. So, well, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's ridiculous that I put my knee in his face, knocked him out, woke him up. And when I woke him up, he started to stand up, and then the ref called it. Okay. So, I don't know. I think Dominic Cruz is an easy fight for me. I showed that. I took his legs out, and I take his legs out again. There's nothing that he could do to beat me. None of these dudes, honestly. Well, let's move on to the bronze medal moment. This upcoming weekend in the hometown, UFC 274, Oliveira Gaethje. Let's start with this main event because it's fireworks. Who's got the edge? And how do you like this one stylistically? Oh, man. Honestly, the person that probably has the edge, because, you know, I'm here to be honest and always honest, is probably Oliveira. Um, just for the simple fact that his, uh, he's a better striker. And he's got better wrestling. But on the flip side, Justin Gaethje is a killer, man. And he, he's going to go out there. Actually, they both have... They both have the edge, honestly, because Gacy's fighting here at home, here in Phoenix, here in Arizona. The crowd sometimes tends to play a big role, man. If the, if the opponent does not know what it feels like to get booed and things like that, like you've heard fighters talk about like, oh, the crowd got to me and blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't able to win. So, But I think the person that's well, more well-rounded and everybody's going to agree with me 
and just as a good friend of mine, but it is Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira has more takedowns. Charles Oliveira has more submissions, more submissions than anybody in the UFC. I mean, that dude's an absolute killer. So, but Justin Gaethje has the hometown crowd and he has that damn calf kick. And I think if he can pop off a few of those, I think, I, I, I do believe he can win that fight. And if he does it, man, you know, man, he could, he could be in for a, for a, for a, for a rude awakening too, man, because these are the top contenders. I'm going to be in presence, Schmo. I believe you are too. I'm just excited to see this scrap. Well, the Schmo is too. And here's the Schmo's two cents on this. The Schmo's key to victory for Oliveira is the submission game. I think Oliveira wins by submission. That's the way he would get to win. I'm not saying he wins by submission. That's the way he wins the fight. If he wins the fight, it would be by submission. But this is why the Schmo thinks Justin Gaethje has all the momentum and what's in his corner right now. The Schmo was there when he dismantled Tony Ferguson and he got the interim title but he knew when he had the interim title that it was just an interim title the real deal would be Khabib and Abu Dhabi his family came over he'd bring in his mom out to have her retire right there and everything in Abu Dhabi become the champion Khabib had his way with him in that second round he submitted him and it was the time you saw Gaethje go to sleep, and I think that really resonated with him. You saw the hole, you saw the jiu-jitsu, you saw the submission that it was at, and that was the weakness. I know Justin Gaethje has been working on the jiu-jitsu. He's got the wrestling pedigree, he's got the background. His striking's great, those leg kicks are vicious. He's going to fuel fuel the fuel from the hometown in Arizona. He's not going to let that moment get away from him again. The Schmo doesn't want to bet against Oliveira because what he did to Poirier, what he get, did to Chandler, how he's redeemed himself and just climbed up, even the Kevin Lee fight, all the stuff he's done. It's going to be fireworks. But if this thing isn't a war and it's battle-tested and the longer it stays on the feet, that's the advantage Gaethje has. But if this thing goes down to the mats, that to me, is Oliveira's game. So who is going to be the one to dictate where this thing goes? If it's standing, I like Gaethje. If it's on the mat, I like Oliveira. Styles make fights, and that's what we're going to see. Chandler Chandler had some success with uh, Oliveira. He's just going to have to really bring the fight here. And if he doesn't, if he uses the hands, he's really going to have to bring it here, or he's going to have to bring it here, but kick. Cut, cut, cut. And that's how he should probably win the fight. How about Rose Namunez against Carla Esparza? The rematch. Oh my God. I, f I even forget that. F I even forget that they're fighting because I've, everybody's been stuck on. Uh, I think Rose has gotten better. I think her distance game has gotten better, but you never know, man. Carla Esparza, when you have that one strength that's just uh, super hard to kind of beat, it's. Uh, and and, it, and it, it is wrestling, it is grappling. So. But I just think Rose is just too well-rounded, man. I think she's got too much experience under her belt. And uh, I think if you keep Carla Esparza at bay, win the distance game, front kicks, you know, things like that, I think you'll be golden. And if you do get taken down, don't play the jitsu game. You have to get up. But if she doesn't do that, I mean, Carla Esparza could beat her. And Carla Esparza, she's got the wrestling, so you know she's gunning for the takedown. Rose Namanunez, they both improved so much, but Rose... So many different weapons to beat you. She's the champ for the reason. She does what she does for a reason. And uh, it speaks for itself. So let's get into these bet online predictions. UFC 274. Let's look at some of these odds. We know you know Tracy Cortez very damn well. She's got Melissa Gatto. She's the minus 170. She's the favorite to that fight. Triple C, you're in the gym with her. 
Why do you believe Tracy Cortez gets the job done? Uh, because Tracy's she, she's a smart girl. She's a smart girl. She has the best base in the world, and it's wrestling. Um, she's uh, she's there, man. I wish Tracy would fight more. You know, because she she doesn't fight as much as I would like her for her to fight. Whenever she really dis, decides to become a world champion, and has that mentality of becoming a world champion. Like she will, like her training will change. She will want to compete more periodically, but you know. I think right now she's just fighting just to fight. But when she decides to, I want to become a world champion, all these girls are going to be in trouble. And they they can be in trouble now, but I just I want to see more of that with Tracy. And I think after this next fight, hopefully she gets to the top 10. And the UFC, they have to throw her somebody that's going to be legit. You know what I mean? Throw her somebody so she can start moving up the rankings. But if she continues to keep fighting people that we don't know about, it's like, okay. Like, come on. That's, that's why I taught Tracy all the time. Tracy, you got to set your goals, man. You got to set your goals. And what is, who is it that you want to take out? Like, make a list, make a hit list of who you want to take out. You know, so uh, Tracy's going to beat this chick. But then after this girl that, that she's going to beat, she's got to really pinpoint somebody with a damn name or somebody in the top 10 that she could take out and, and now start cruising into into the title picture. Because she, I think, I, I want to say she's 27 years older. She's about to be 28. I mean, hey, guys. That time clock is, it, it could click for women. Well, Donald Cowboy Cerrone against Joe Lozon. I mean, two veterans of the sport. Cowboy Cerrone, minus 170 favorite. Lozon, plus 145. Who do you got in this one, Triple C? Oof. That's a good one. You know what? I don't know. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard to deny. I don't know. I don't know on that one. That's a toss-up. Let the best man win. If it stays on its feet, obviously cowboy. But I feel like, uh, God, I, I feel like he can get caught in a submission and a knee yeah. bar or something like that too. It's, it's dangerous. I don't know, Shmo. Shogun versus OSP. Let's go. OSP, baby. He and Shogun. OSP's a younger fighter. But Shogun's the more of the veteran. I'm, 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 I probably gotta go OSP. Honestly, I think Man, he's too young. Joke. Yeah, I think he's. I think he. I think Shogun has been to. I think Shogun has been to too many battles where he's been hurt too much, and I, I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that one either, Schmo. I feel weird, man. I feel weird, kind of titter tottering on some of these, some of these bets. But I would probably have to go OSP just because of less damage. And let's go to this one. Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson plus 300. Chandler a minus 400. The biggest favorite right here on the main card. You see it that way for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I think Tony, I think Tony's uh stubbornness from the way he trains has really affected him. You know, hitting bars, hitting trees. You know what I'm saying? Like taking hits, moving, like, I don't know, man. I think I think his preparation has also made him, but I think it comes to the point where he probably should have transitioned into smarter training. And we saw him in the past. Like, to Tony's not the same Tony, like, from a few years ago. And we could see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he had the interim bout, like, people were like, hey, man, he could probably, he's the only guy that could probably be Khabib. But then once you saw him fight Justin Gaethje, you saw that fight, it's almost like he just... 
He just hit a he just hit a bunch of bumps in the rules. You know, I'm going for him. I would love for Tony Ferguson to win, but Michael Chandler, he's too strong. He's too bulky. And uh, for that reason, I'm going Michael Chandler. All right, we talked about it. Rose Namanunez and Carla Esparza. I'm going to have to go with Doug Rose Schmo. I think Doug Rose is too experienced. She's been in there with Wei Lee. She's been, she's had time under her belt. The first time that she lost to Carla Esparza, she was still a puppy. But now I think experience plays a big role. Her confidence has played a big role. And for that reason, I'm going Doug Rose. And then the main event, Charles Oliveira, do Bronx against Justin Gaethje. Yeah, with that fight, I'm 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 at to go with the hometown boy. As much as dangerous as Charles Oliveira is, man, I think Justin Gaethje finding home in Phoenix, Arizona. I I I, I just had to go with him, Schmo. It's in my heart. It's a tough fight for him, but uh, I'm going Justin Gaethje. That wraps up the Triple C and Schmo Show. Make sure you like, you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us for all the content. Next weekend, the Schmo will be there in Phoenix, Arizona. We'll do the next show in person, Triple C. We'll tape it together. Live from Phoenix, post-fight, UFC 274. How about it? Let's go, Schmo. What's your name? I am Triple C. I am the Schmo. We will deliver. Till next time. We are, are out.